And then there were none. Murder on the Orient Express. Peril at End House. Death on the Nile. The Mysterious Affairs at Styles. What do all these have in common? Hiya, I'm Bio, and in case you're wondering, you are now listening to the Water Joke Podcast. A friendly disclaimer before you proceed, continued listening may result in one or more of the following. Involuntary and unrestrained laughter. <laughs> Learning new things. Uh-huh. Enjoyment, being offended, and falling in love. <laughs> and most importantly, always remember, please... Don't take everything you hear on here too seriously. Still on Women's History Month, we're going to be uncovering a bit of women's history ourselves. Today, we'll be talking about one of my major inspirations, role models. She's the Mama Agba of the literature world and frankly is in a league of her own. Is it a Jane Austen? Is it a J.K. Rowling? Is it a Chimamanda and goes, ugh. Your name is so long. <laughs> well, you know what I'm talking about. Well, no. Ladies and gentlemen, born in 1890 and with more than 2 billion copies of her work in print, she is the greatest selling novelist of all time. Outsold by only William Shakespeare and the Bible. It's a Guinness record. Give it up for the Queen of Mystery. Agatha Christie! Yeah, Unasabi, Unasabi. First of all, I just want to say that this woman is my absolute favorite. Not only does she write stories mainly in my favorite genres, she also is the greatest to ever do it, literally and literarily. She published a novel and short story collection every year for 65 years straight. If I said it now, I would be 88 by the time I match that. Want to know what the thickest book published is? According to Guinness, it's a book with a collection of all of Agatha's Miss Marple stories. Now, Miss Marple is one of her major characters. And that collection is just 12 novels and 20 short stories. Yes, it just. <laughs> and this was published in 2009. So she broke this record from the great beyond. Crazy. Agatha was seen as a weird child and eventually adults. Did she suffer from mental illness? Maybe, but I mean, what creative might not. <laughs> and while that might be important to explain certain mysteries that, you know, may have surrounded her life, we'll be getting into a cute little list I found on the internet. I was going to do 13 facts, but Manchester United collected seven of them. English Premier League. Manchester United. <laughs> So, here are six facts about Agatha Christie. Being read by Crystal! Just because. And yes, that's her actual name. You ready? Yeah. <laughs> all right, all right. Let's get into it. So, number one. Agatha Christie's mother was against her daughter learning to read. Omar, what? <laughs> it do be your own, guys. I mean, I can understand. It was the times and all, but... <laughs> Is deep. Before becoming a best-selling novelist, Chrissy's mother was said to be against her daughter learning how to read until age eight. 
Chrissy taught herself, and her mother insisted on homeschooling the budding author. Mrs. Chrissy refused to let Agatha pursue any formal education until the age of 15, when her family dispatched her to a Paris finishing school. Yikes. Children, obey your parents. Two, Agatha Christie's first novel was written on a dare. Mm. Mm. When you're good, you're good. Uh-uh. In fact, I don't vex. Who wants to dare me? Not you. <laughs> <laughs> so after an adolescent spent reading books and writing stories, Christie's sister Madge dared her sibling to attack a novel-length project. Christie accepted the challenge and wrote The Mysterious Affair at Styles, a mystery featuring a soldier on sick leave who finds himself embroiled in a poisoning at a friend's estate. The novel, which featured Hercule Poirot, was rejected by six publishers before being printed in 1920. Delay is no denial. 3. Agatha Christie once disappeared for 10 days. When the author becomes the story. When the content creator becomes the content. Wendy, nobody invited you. Okay, continue. In 1926, Christy, who was already garnering a large and loyal fan base, left her home without a trace. It could have been the beginning of one of her sordid stories, particularly since her husband Archie had recently disclosed he had fallen in love with another woman and wanted a divorce. To be honest, I don't think anybody's surprised when you are with a guy named Archie. Just saying. Also, I think I can understand that. I mean, I would disappear too. Probably change my name and move to Mexico. A police manhunt ensued, although it was unnecessary. Chrissy had simply driven out of town to a spa, possibly to get her mind off her tumultuous home life. The author made no mention of it in her later autobiography. Some speculated it was a publicity stunt, while others believed the family's claim that she had experienced some kind of amnesic event. Men are scum. Also, don't let your wife stop you from finding true love. 4. Agatha Christie loved surfing. What's so similar? My God. You know, she loved surfing the waves and I love surfing the net. <clears throat> Anyways, we're kindred spirits. And it's just another thing I love about Agatha. The image of Christie as a matronly author of mystery is the one most easily recognized by readers. But there was a time when Christy could be found catching waves. Along with her husband Archie, Christy went on a traveling spree in 1922, starting in South Africa and winding up in Honolulu. At each step, the couple got progressively more capable riding surfboards. Some historians believe they might have been among the first British surfers to learn how to ride standing up. Catching waves, catching trips. Babe was a pioneer and a daredevil. Who go sponsor my travel budget by Don't you want me to be greater than Agatha? Her work and no play makes Agatha a todoyo. 5. Agatha Christie tried her best to take up smoking. Is this plain? While it would shortly gain a reputation for killing its devotees, smoking was once so revered that it seemed unusual not to take a puff. Oh yeah! This was before smokers are liable to die young was a thing. Back then, it was just, Daniel's dead? <gasps> yes. He was puffing one and just dropped dead on the spot. Well, it couldn't have been the smoke now, could it? Nope. No direct correlation. Probably just miasma. Definitely miasma. Shortly after the end of the First World War, Christie was quoted as saying, 
She was disappointed she couldn't seem to adopt the habit even though she had been trying. Smokers are still liable to die young. 6. The New York Times ran an obituary for Hercule Poirot when he died. This one, Deepo. Like author Conan Doyle before her. Shout out to ACD. If you don't know who he is, that's the creator of Sherlock Holmes. Yeah. Christie eventually grew tired of her trademark character and set about having Hercule Poirot perish in the 1975 novel Curtain. The reaction to his demise was so fierce that the New York Times published the front page obituary for the character on August 6th. Christie died the following year. Yikes. I wonder if that was coincidental. It's nice that he found his end before she did. So much needed closure for all parties. <laughs> Another big shout out to Crystal Lissani for joining me on this episode. Thank you guys. Don't forget to subscribe to What's a Joke podcast. Yes, do it. Do it. Listen to the fan girl. <laughs> now, until next week, that brings us to the end of... Wait, Prof, what's your advice for the last one? Well... All good things must come to an end. Nice, nice. But Bio, in your life, don't ever think of killing me. You can see what happened to Agatha. Ah. Thank you for listening to the end. If you liked it or not, please share with your friends, family, enemies, and total strangers in any way you can. Help share the humor. It would also mean a lot if you could subscribe to this show on the official Jamie platform. And I'd love to respond to your comments on the official Jamet Twitter page at Jamet FM under the post for this episode. Tune in next Monday for another episode because really, you can't make this stuff up. Jamet.